20 Schemes is the church planting ministry of Nidri Community Church in Edinburgh, Scotland and Redeemer Fellowship Church in Bardstown, Kentucky. I'm Mez McConnell and this is the 20 Schemes podcast. So I'm here with Andy Constable. Morning. It's afternoon, but well done, Andy. Awake <laughs> as usual. Afternoon. Uh, and uh, Shanko, why don't you introduce yourself to, to, our, Shanko. to our one viewer? There's <laughs> <laughs> only one person in the world that calls me Shanko, and that's you. <laughs> um, so I'm the pastor of Brunswood Evangelical Church, which is just in the south of the city centre. So I've been there for seven years. So that's what I do. Have you? Mm. You, haven't been the, you haven't been the chief guy for seven years, right? No, I, <laughs> quite unique, I guess. I came as the 2012, so I remember years by football tournaments, so that was the year 2012. So I came in 2012. Um, it was two years as an intern there, and I did Cornhill and Porterbrook. Early, early days with us, Porterbrook. Porterbrook, yeah. yeah. I loved it. I went from Cornhill Monday, Tuesday to, to Porterbrook. <laughs> <laughs> different circles, different chat. <laughs> Which and one was better? Uh, both great for different reasons. <laughs> what a middle co- that is. You can tell he's one of your friends. <laughs> all I remember is all I remember about Porterbrook is we we had to watch Juno, wasn't it? Do you remember that? Watch the no, I did refuse to. <laughs> Porterbrook was basically a forerunner to. It was um, Crowded Tim House in Sheffield. Tim Chesterfield. Yeah, Tim Chesterfield <laughs> and Steve Tom, Timmis. Tom Chesterfield. Yeah, it was Tom Chesterfield. <laughs> uh, and we used to run it prior to our IDC stuff here. Uh, and then it just sort of, then it went sort of more exclusive, mm-hmm. didn't it, online or something. And so we developed our own in our stuff. But I remember that. I remember That's that going fun. back a few years. It was a good crack. Great crack. I loved it. Honestly, I obviously loved it. Good. Um, so once I finished my internship, they asked me to stay on as the assistant minister. Yeah. So I did that and was the assistant to John for... Johnny Gemmell, right? John Gemmell, yeah. Right. He's a great guy. So I um, loved learning off him for, I guess I was there three years as assistant. And, and you, John and then you oosted his, him, did you? How sorry? Did you, how did you oost him? Did you wait till he went on holiday? Or <laughs> <laughs> how did that work? Burned down his house. <laughs> you told me you'd go around and get nervous. I liked it already. <laughs> um, yeah, and then John, John moved on and they asked me to, to stay and, and step up after that. So that was... You know, we offered John, I offered John a job. I, do you know what? I did know that, but I was going to stay with me till the grave. But now that it's out there, I don't know <laughs> It that. was out there, yeah. yeah. We offered him a job. We were looking for a CEO. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think we, fa- we, think we found a new one. But we're, not, we're not allowed to talk about that. Anyway. No, I know we're not. I know we're not. Um, so, yeah, so I've been um, doing that for two and a half years. So how like old are you? 34. So how, what, Monday. What's, Monday the, was 34. what's the age limit for, to be part of the Young Keswick Preachers Convention? <laughs> <laughs> well, it must be the upper age limit. At I, don't if, I don't know if they called it young. I don't know. Right. Just, it was just... Anyway. You got to drop me out in that one? <laughs> 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 well, I told Andy in confidence. But I didn't realise no, it was a confidence thing. So no, Andy's like that. That's why he's never made it to the <laughs> top. <laughs> in I put it on like Twitter that. straight away. Got <laughs> <laughs> um, a few more followers for that. No, I... Let's go back to your serious point. Yeah, good on my Because he um, he felt this when he first came to Nidri, sort of the same sort of way through, really. Um, came as an intern and yeah, sort of moved up. But how was it? How what's the major difference from being an assistant to being the yep. man? Um, well, if I was going to write a note biography, it would be called "Going from the Blue-eyed Boy to the Black-eyed Monster." No, that's what it would be. Um, Strange in a way, lovely in a way, because I guess continuation means that people know you. Yeah. And there's a, 
there's a kind of togetherness in that, and then I think when people voted on me coming in, it was it was very affirming. So that was from, so it's it's a positive that people know you, but I guess the downside is that people know you. Nah. So they've seen you make your mistakes, and they've seen those naff sermons that you did as you're having your your first shot at it. Um, yeah, diffi- I find it difficult going from somebody who wasn't making the decisions but was in the room of the decisions to actually then kind of being the one that had to implement them and yeah. have those conversations with friends that you've kind of grown up with. So the relationship changes. And then maybe realising that you you can't be best friends with everyone now. Mm. Do you know, if you're, the, if you're the one that has to... That's difficult, isn't it? I remember the early years with him. It's easy when you sit in the room and you just, you're judging the guy making the decisions and thinking... I think I'd do it that way. Yeah, totally. And then you get into the hot seat and you're like, actually, mm-hmm. there's more to this than mm-hmm. I'd, I'd initially realised. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People just view you differently, don't they? Oh, yeah. Totally. And your wife. They think they have your ear. and Yeah, I've, it was maybe slow to get to that one. Yeah. But totally. Mm-hmm. And she struggled with speaking honestly. She yeah. struggled with that a little bit. Yeah, yeah. About how she can't be friends with everyone as well. You yeah. know? And I think that's just, I, I like being liked. Mm-hmm. And that, that was difficult, right. having to having to just adjust to that. And then just the wisdom as well, like there might be a right call, but it might not be the right time. And just the wisdom with how you do things. You've got elders, your congregational church? We've got elders, elder-led. Um, okay. So we'd have, uh, we've just taken on three new elders last Sunday night, actually. So oh, we're up to nine, nine elders. Huh. So that's us. We team. Membership of? Uh, on our books, so on our my membership list, which is my Bible, this we've probably got two hundred forty people who are on the radar. Probably about half of them members, I'd say something like that. So the other half are either there and haven't wanted yeah, to that's join. That's a lot of elders for uh, hundred and twenty members. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, but, uh, and how yeah. do you do? You vote by consensus? Do you vote by majority? Do you vote? Um, Decisions only. T- so I've got a friend, and I want for embarrassment. So in different types of churches, one of my pals, I've known for a long time, is in a church with six or seven elders, about two hundred members, mm-hmm. and they can't vote on. They can't move anything forward unless all elders agree. Mm-hmm. So even if it's six one, yeah, it's done. It's just they've got. He's been sinking for years with the weight of it. Uh-huh. We tend to vote by consensus. Yeah, like what if there's a majority. Mm-hmm. Well, if it's close, with sometimes big, the, the big decision, yeah, yeah. we've delayed the decision. So you told me within your eldership, or within yeah. So there's like yeah. five, six of us, uh-huh. and we've gone, f- you know, five, one, and yeah. it's a decision. But if it's if it's been a couple where it's been like no, only yeah, no. only once I remember it was like three all, and we went to the members, didn't we? Yeah. And said, look, we, we weren't like it wasn't an argument. It was just this is such a difficult issue to uh-huh. deal with. Uh-huh. So how how do you guys work it out? So I guess it consensus is the word that we go for it as well. Yeah. Um, try and hit that. I, I think the advantages of that are that hopefully a decision is really well thrashed out amongst yeah. you. Because if we're split, you kind of get to the point we need to work this out a bit more. I mean, just, you know, we just need, we might just park it to next month again and just pray on it and think on it, but we, yeah. need to, we need to work this out. So I guess the, the dream of that is that you get to the point where you've made a decision as a team and all your names are on that decision. So we've yeah. come to that consensus. Yeah, you know I mean, my p- policy has always been with our elders is, and, and I've lost many a vote, where regardless of if you know if you've we've put a, a position forward and we've not gone with that position, we've gone with the other positions with mm-hmm. the majority. Once we leave the room, 
we all own the decision. Yeah. So there's none of this. Uh-huh. Like, well, yeah, I know what you mean. Because, well, like, just so you all know, I didn't vote yeah, for that. Totally. The other lads did it. That mm-hmm. is an absolute killer in churches. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's a, that's a rule we, we tend to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you chair your elders' meetings? No, so I, I would try not to do that. Um, yeah. We'd have... So there's normally two guys... So I would put together the paper with... Um, church manager who's also an elder so together we would kind of put the agenda together and bat it around the others um, and then there's, we've got another elder who's been there for, for a long time God the Godly Man um, high up in the uh, the civil service is used to doing chairing so he's very good at just moving it on when we need to move it on and bringing it back and just bringing it to a decision so that's what he does for a job so mm-hmm. you know he's he's good at it so mm-hmm. we let him do it mm-hmm. and what about like what's this what happens in looking for more water, like in church discipline issues? How do you? What's your process for that? We've only had to do it once, and even then we didn't really have to do it. So still, haven't really got a on that. Got personal convictions, and we've chatted it around. But there's nothing on paper as to how we kind of how we kind of do that. I think that's when I've when I've maybe come into this role, maybe realised there's a lot of fine work. And trellis work to be done, particularly the the trellis. Like we don't have a lot of procedures for these mm. these things. Because the brethren church, isn't yeah, it? yeah, and whether that's from the ah, I don't know. Is it? Mm. Okay, yeah. So, for example, we've tried to develop how we bring on new elders. But you have membership, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's that was something that John introduced actually. So it's not something I've had to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've had to kind of work through with people, but um, certainly like the new elders that we've just put on, we didn't have a process f- or anything for that. It was oh, yeah, know, just yeah. the elders. We like this. We like Dave. Dave <laughs> seems a good guy. The next members meeting we have, he's on. You know, I'm trying to think. There's got to be a better way of doing that than. Yeah. Uh, that. Do they serve in terms or? Again, working through that, not really. Because we don't have terms here, do we? No, no. Not so I mean, we've we've talked about a, a five-year term. Yeah. Um, Some churches do that, and I quite like the idea of it. Yeah. The problem is, that's great if you've got enough mature guys to rotate. Mm-hmm. But if you're in a small church like us where we don't have mm-hmm. that many mature guys it's yeah so I guess what we say down to just us two yeah <laughs> <laughs> and, I don't, and, and he's not even sure about me are you <laughs> my five year turn comes up this week <laughs> um, I guess what we I mean we haven't solidified anything but the thought was that after five years there's a conversation at least to be had about whether you still get the desire to do this no. um, whether you've Maybe just the season of life for the next season is not, you're not going to have as many hours to give to this as you maybe once had. So I think what we said and where we've left it is we'll have a conversation after five years. Not in a, uh, now's the time to go, but just how you're feeling about things. How's the, how do we sense the church is responding to your leadership? That kind of that thing. So you're a young pastor, so two and a half years. So what's been the biggest disappointment to you? Uh, disappointment. You're just sat in the middle, smiling and nodding. You know, should ask totally. some questions as well. Oh, sorry, I don't know. You're just here as your sort of bodyguard because he was all nervous about <laughs> what direction I would take it. <laughs> if I can slightly change it to the biggest lesson I've learned, which is the disappointment. Maybe, yeah, okay. Is the difficulty I meant? But. Yeah, difficulty. Um, patience. Maybe, maybe something that I've been learning is that. Uh, Maybe when I took it on, and this is maybe a disadvantage of taking it on. You know it. You know people. You know your own failures and strengths. Mm-hmm. You know the church where it's at. You know the the weak spots. And you know people who annoy you, right? Yeah. 
Um, and so maybe to, I, I was maybe a bit over optimistic in how long it would take to strengthen the weak points. And that was a disappointment coming to realise that actually after a year I wasn't going to have it cracked. But that was a, a lesson in maturity and patience. And mm -hmm. what is it Dever always says? Pray, stay, preach. And Pray, just, preach, stay, something just, like that. Just keep on, keep on doing it. It's so maybe just a lesson for me in longevity and just mm -hmm. keeping on, keeping on. And the on. biggest blessing then? Um, generally the last six months, uh, maybe six to eight months, seen five people get baptised. That's been a great blessing. Um, seeing another group doing funerals of people that have been in the church. We've, I've had maybe five of them in the last year. Um, that's been a great joy to to do that. Seeing people just grow, make unspectacular yet faithful decisions for Christ that that maybe I only know about or whatnot. Mm. You know, saying no to what they watch online. Uh, you know, the 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 things that they go to, the you know, that kind of stuff. Just seeing those, you know, they're not going to be at the headlines, but just the slow growth in godliness. Um, for me, yeah, and just seeing people who've come to us, maybe as students or young workers, and four or five years later they're moving on, you know, they've got a job somewhere else, or they've, they've got family and they're moving out of town to another church or something like that, and, and to see them leave in a better place with the Lord than when they came, I think that's, that's yeah, a great blessing. That is well. good, yeah. And it's doesn't always happen, but no. the longer you stay, the more you see this stuff as mm -hmm. well. Yeah, and you see kids. You know, when when you came, maybe there were, you know, twelve, thirteen voices just about to break, kind of thing. And now you see them going on and getting involved in camps and you know nailing colours to the mast. Mm -hmm. That's a blessing as well. I think that that's a that's a big lesson that I've learned as well is that you've got to stay in a place for a, a period of time to to affect change and see hmm. see change happen because especially guys who are going to their first pastorate, you're thinking, yeah, I'll be there for five years, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll iron out all the weaknesses and everything will be fine after that. But you really, then you pass on to someone else and <laughs> yeah. they'll, they'll keep sorting things out. But in fact, 10 years, 15, 20 years mm. of sowing and reshaping things is, is, is what it's going to take to, to bring your vision to bear on a, on a congregation. Uh, and that's something yeah, I've been learning as well. Because uh, I, I feel privileged with John, like I love working with John. Um, complimented each other really well, but I'm maybe reaping a lot of what he sowed when he came, maybe four, three years before me. You told me off like camera you didn't like John. I know Johnny Gemma watches these. Johnny yeah. used to be. Just to qualify, I did not say that. Johnny, Johnny's bam and you're here. Don't need to ruin that church. He's got, he's got a face and a dartboard with it. <laughs> Actually, so, the interns we've got just now. I found his uh, picture and put it in my office on my desk when I was away. <laughs> it's quite funny. That's a bit freaky, isn't it? A little bit. <laughs> so you've got interns now. Have you got an assistant? Yeah, got an assistant. And are you nice to your assistant? Or are you mean? To? I like to think I'm really nice to him. But, um, <laughs> He's been slagging you off as well. That was that's funny as well. Going from an assistant being under a pastor to being the pastor having an assistant. Can I? I mean, I never see him as under me. I see him as like. A but it is a skill set. It totally is, absolutely, how you, how you do that. Managing people and one of, one, of, one of the books I give my church planters is all managing people, managing conflict, mm -hmm. because it is so, it is so, it's so easy to sit and be a team member, yeah. do your bit, 
Yep. You laugh at the guy in charge because he's forgotten 50. They used to just take, they used to rip me every meeting. I'm like, <laughs> can you remember stuff? You can remember people's names and stuff and what day it was. I'm sat in a meeting with 10 people, right? Uh-huh. And he's just like, yeah, you loser. Now he can't even, he didn't even know his own wife's name after that. Look at the state of him. <laughs> we share both, both young fathers and we share the pain. <laughs> yeah, not, uh, he not had little sympathy set. for me when I was in charge, so I have none for him now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but it is a skill set. Because yeah. I find as well that like, half my day but there's white space in my my diary just for people yeah you know just for for the staff team really like when they pop in with a you know i don't understand matthew 24 can you help me you know i've got to write a talk in proverbs one for cornhill can you help me do it and that's not in your diary but you just have to that's part of your job Mm -hmm. what books do you recommend reading to your guys what are the best books that you've read that you've passed on to them yeah, so we try as a team. We try and take a book a month and read that together. And then at the staff meeting at the end of the month, we um, just bat it around. What do we learn? What do we disagree with? Trying to get a bit of discernment in there. Um, who would you recommend it to? So that, like the first one we read, the Trails and the Vines, a great book. Um, the last one we read was a book on how to engage with Jehovah's Witnesses. That was a, that was a good one. Um, great thing about. Alistair, my assistant, like he's he's gold. Like he's he's just everything you'd want an assistant pastor. I can't speak highly enough of him, but he's a bit of a bookworm as well. So he So he's not like he's the complete opposite of Andy then. (laughs) 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 No, but I I, um, because I was strange because I was in the recruitment process for the assistant, Mm -hmm. which was strange. So you kind of in your mind like, what does he need to be? Um, maybe reflecting on my own failures as an assistant, the times that I got it wrong with John. reflecting on the things that maybe John appreciated from me when I was assistant mm. and just putting together a kind of um, kind of list of things that you're looking for you know something that you don't you don't want to I think John was always great he passed on these a lot of wisdom and just I've used a lot of it just like you, with the th- assistant you don't want to um, mother them but you want to be able to father them you know you don't want to teach them how to do things but they should be able to do it but Alistair's great in that he just he's so supportive because we talked a lot when we started about the the relationship between the assistant and the pastor and how um, that relationship needs to be rock solid mm. and it because the easiest thing the devil would do is just to try and separate the two so did, did the guy come did you hire him from without or was he from within the congregation from without so he was actually trained at Chalmers yeah. Church under Robin so Robin's a good so friend, so I, I struggle with this uh-huh. We talk about this a lot, don't we? I, I like to, I'm not saying you're wrong, I'm just uh-huh. saying for me personally, I, I like to grow my guys from within. Yeah. I find it baffling that you're planning, you, you pass in a church, you know, you, you're growing, you're seeing the Lord's blessing, you're needing some help that you would then go and hire a complete outsider. To. Mm-hmm. It's just across, it's, it's, a, it's a quirk I've noticed since I've been a Christian. It's mm-hmm. like, it's almost like the X factor, you get a guy to come in. And yeah, straight, it's strange. Pre- isn't it? Preach his best. And Preaching like, to stay in the competition, that's what it's like. Mm-hmm. It? Whereas, yeah, it's whereas Andy was a natural fit, fit for us because he, he knows what we're about. He's uh-huh. been here 10 years. He's, I'm not saying it's wrong. It's just, no, I find totally. it fascinating that guys will take an outsider. Yeah, I guess I, the first protocol is always internal, isn't it? So, I mean, that's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. how I got the, the job. Mm-hmm. Um, and you were worshipping there, were you? For yeah. a while, were you Oh, no, no. Is that when they took me on? As, no, no, I was an outsider when I came on as a Weren't you like a lawyer or something? I was, yeah. <laughs> what kind of law? Uh, commercial property. That's a bit of a detour. Commercial property. I like to have a detour. Yeah, go for it. Because you detoured, you didn't answer the question about the book, but well done. Mm-hmm. Um, 
The Pastor's nice. Justification by Jared Wilson. You bought me that. Great book. Isn't that Great an amazing book. book? Great book. I make all my guys read that book. I still tell people you bought me that. I can't remember even buying it for you. I just randomly walk around. You know, I go to Christian conferences and buy these things and randomly just give them out to people. Yeah. Just read that because <laughs> it's such a, a brilliant... Everybody was wetting themselves a few years ago over Bushy Face's book. What's he Dangerous called? Calling. Dangerous uh, Calling. Yeah. Um, Paul David Tripp. <laughs> <laughs> She's Mustachio. A, I read it. I read it and it... And it Which one was that? Um, Dangerous Calling. Dangerous Calling. And I read it and it was like, yeah, okay, but pastor justification. You're like, this is a guy got beaten about in the ministry and is really mm. realistic about it yeah. and I found it so helpful that is wine as well yeah, is, um, um, what's is that the Imperfect Disciple or is that uh, that's Jared Wilson Imperfect, Imperfect Pastor yeah that was really mm. good I found that really helpful yeah, yeah no I, I appreciate it no they're great all those books so Did law I'm going to go back yeah. to law uh-huh. so is it boring like what do you do no I mean I so I studied law at uni and to be honest I'd always kind of thought about vocational ministry for one of a better term um for me it was just a case of when rather than if kind of thing but it was one of those ones i, I got a studied law at uni enjoyed it got a grad job um in the city center here did that for a couple of years where um, were you worshiping when you were that so that? it was actually morningside baptist church which, which was i guess central now yeah i was gonna say it's not um, there now is it no. the pentecostal church in that building now right is that right is it an Elim, yeah um so I did that for two years, and then I got a job in Bristol for two years. So I did. I worked. Did the same thing down there. Bristol, Bristol. Bristol. Oh, you were part of Sovereign Grace Church. Yeah, right? I was part of Sovereign Grace Church down there. So Nathan, Nathan was so my pastor there. So you're yeah. a happy charismatic. <laughs> uh, I, I, what did you say? Say again. I was a happy charismatic. So they're like they're the sort of happy yeah. end of the evangelical world, aren't they? Sovereign uh-huh. Grace. Yeah, it was quite. It was quite. But I'm thinking then. it's a difference that you've gone to a sort of. Yeah, Brethren Church. For that's a on the spectrum of things, it's moving along a uh-huh. trajectory. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, unless you do, have you, do you do prophetic dance? At your <laughs> <church>? <laughs> I've that's seen do a few dances. At the front, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe when you come at the end of the tournament. <laughs> no, we don't. Only no, third for your winning. Yeah. <laughs> uh, soft charismatic. I don't. I don't know what they call them. So really like they're like reform charismatic. Yeah, reform I mean, I, I'm just quite comfortable with what. What was going on there? The lad down there in Bristol's a good lad. I forget. Nathan, 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 oh, Nathan's still good. Yeah. So every time we go down south, so my wife's from Bath. Right. So yeah, yeah. We lived in Bristol, so we've got a lot of friends here. Every Mine's time we go down. Swindon, so I win Bath. Yeah. Um, so we, I try and see Nathan every time we go down. Look, friend. I've got a serious question. Right. So, you used to play football for Nidri. <laughs> I did. How many times did you play for us? Oh, was that a season? Best part yeah, of the season. Was it a season? Yeah. You and you're a good player. Let's be fair, right? Andy, is he better than you? Well, much better, yes. Is he better than Andy Prime? Him and Prime together would be a good central midfield. But you didn't ask me the question, no, which, totally. one's the, which, one's, which one's the better player, Andy? Both, both, both got different skill sets together. That's middle class guys do it all the time. Different <laughs> positions, all right? No, I just so. think Andy's better than you. That's all I've got to say about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, seriously, though, you played for us and, and then you uh, left us. Uh-huh. To set, did you set up that team or was that team already there? White, that, li- so, white, white lightning. lightning. The Christian yeah. team. <laughs> the church team yeah. sponsored by Brunsfield White Lightning should sponsor our team to be fair uh, that was a team that um, uh, we started when we were in halls at university in 2003 yeah. and we just kept it and so a lot of us after university moved down here and we just kept it going but basically you hated my psychos and joined your university buddies <laughs> didn't you did you win the league before us yeah 
Did you? Have you did it the year before. Yeah. You won it a few times. Yeah. Won it. White lightning always winning stuff. We get to finals though. I'm the Jurgen Klopp of the Cup World. I mean, that's You've Cup won one. We've won one. I know, I was going to say, and we won. I wasn't even there. <laughs> I was in Argentina watching it on FaceTime. <laughs> yeah, it was my yeah. team talk that won it. Um, yeah, right, Andy. So Andy's got, obviously I do a lot of counselling and Andy's one-to-ones and one of the deep-seated issues he has was with it? you I left. is uh, that you left <laughs> and did he kick you once or do something to you? Try no, I kicked you. him. He he, he, yeah, he, he kicked you and he, he feels a lot of guilt about it. And I thought this would be <laughs> a great moment. It was definitely a yellow card. Maybe and he got booked even. once for saying the word flipping. <laughs> I got someone sent off for saying it as well. <laughs> <laughs> I think it, was, it wasn't even like I tried to go for the ball and I missed it. Yeah, but you were a dirty player. You, t- you were hurting our boys. Me? Yeah. I was defending my lads. They were a bit intimidated by you. Why? Because you're very. When I played for you. Because you're very. When you played against us. Intimidated by me. <laughs> no, they weren't. Oh. Here's the thing. That's a badge of honor. It's the beautiful memory I have of you. The last time I saw you play is uh, when we went to your place and won the league. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's true. Because <laughs> you were beating us, right? I think. I we think, were and then we caught two in the last minute. Or something. Yeah, yeah. And I, do you know? What? I remember where I was when that goal went in. I've got a weird memory that just remembers. I'd probably lying on the floor crying to the ref about something, right? No, I was trying to get the ball off Jason. Oh well, yeah. Thing He's a good player, isn't he? He's a good player. Best, uh, a lot of good players in that team. Yeah, just lunatics. And I played in that game where you get two sent off and we're fighting on the sideline. <laughs> Did you? I thought we could we, still we win We were that two game. nil up. Yeah. And I called it off. I thought we could have still won that no, game. No, the referee called it off. The ref called the off. police. Did he? We've had a few. Remember once years ago, if you were there when um, one of our, we were playing a team in Idrian, one of the teams scored uh, again into our, our, our goalkeeper, who <coughs> shall remain nameless, and his dad was on the sidelines drinking Frosty Jack. Pulled a machete out of his rucksack and just ran on the pitch chasing him. Chasing his son? Chasing the guy who scored the goal in the game. What's going on? And then the police came and it was like, absolutely, you were that, that one? I wasn't there. Though. You know who the goalkeeper is, though, right? Yes. You know who the dad is, right? Yes. Yeah. The last so time pulled I was his there. Life <laughs> machete out. It was absolute chaos. And so. I do remember from an injury, though, playing a midfielder, Ryan. That was good. That was a good. Ryan Harding. Ryan in the middle. It was brilliant. That was I good. scored a great goal that day. Why do you boys always remember your goals? <laughs> I've only got about three. That's why you remember them. Good. So how do you find a difference between... Obviously, you played with the football team and Nidri lads and then the kind of context that we're here and then the context you're in Brunsfield. Is there the big differences That's between right. the two? No, I'm not talking about football now. I'm talking no, about, about, about white lightning. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> context different. Yeah, totally. Um, I just... Brun- Brunsfield is... It's a very middle class, well to do area. It's a strange area because it's it's um, surrounded by places like Gorgie and Dalry. Mm-hmm. Um, on the other side, you've got Morningside, Erkiston, Toll Cross. So there's a lot of different areas surrounding it. Um, yeah, I met up recently with a, the the councillor for Brunswick, the Morningside, just to pick our brains about what what's going on in our area um, and just some of the needs. It's what she perceived as a lot of hidden poverty. Like you've, it's strange because on the one streets you've got Range Rovers and Porsches and stuff, but in the same flats there's hidden poverty, which she knows about. But theologically, but we would argue, and we do argue here. Because I'm just quoting her, not. Yeah, that yeah. the guys with Range Rovers and Porsches on their drive mm-hmm. are, are as poor. Absolutely. As the guy standing on here, they just it's poverty in a different way, mm-hmm. isn't it? Totally. And so, I, in many ways, it's, I'm interested. In, this is serious. Yeah, now, yeah. No joking aside. Um, 
I mean, you've been around us, you've been here, you used to sit in a cafe and watch how brutally honest our conversation yeah. was. I'm assuming yeah. you wouldn't be having those no. in that way, in the way no. we do, but just because we can just sit here and talk about Jesus any time, generally, right? As, mm -hmm. as a rule, people are open to it. They're not open to the Lord, but they're at least open to having a conversation. Mm -hmm. Very direct. Yeah, yeah. Very yeah, straightforward. Uh -huh. And in many ways, it's got to be hard for you in a community like that, that's largely people are self-sufficient, industrious, hardworking. So what's, how do you apologetically engage those guys evangelistically? Mm -hmm. In a way that's relevant for you, right? Yeah. Um, you mean the, our neighbours and stuff? In our yeah, community? just, it, 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 I, I, I find it fascinating to think, man, I wouldn't even know where to start with a guy who's got... Yeah, I, I'm definitely not saying I've cracked it at all. Like, I, it's, it's really difficult. But as a um, church, you must be thinking about it. As you're doing evangelism, yeah. as you're doing mm -hmm. outreach, you must be... Uh, and it is strange in a way because we're probably, of all those members I was mentioning, probably about 40% of them actually live in Brunsfield, right. and the, the immediate surrounding area. It's a lot of... Which is pretty good, right? Yeah. Oh, we'd, the thing is, like, we'd love to live in Brunsfield, Morningside, but we'd probably be downsizing to go to... Does that hinder you, though? So obviously it must hinder you not being in yeah, the yeah. community. Definitely. So it changes how you do things. I mean, yeah. it, so what, what we see all the time, so I will come back to answer your question, but yeah. what we see all the time is, is and the classic is that, that um, students come, they, they get their first jobs in Edinburgh City Centre, they get married, they have kids, and then all of a sudden they realise that their little one-bed flat, they can't live in it anymore. And yeah. so they look to buy and they think, well, really we're looking at the bypass yeah. to get anything with a garden or anything that's slightly bigger than what we've got. And they move out there and they're, they're, they get involved in their local community and then they're torn between coming back into town for church or staying yeah, out yeah. there and getting involved. So we've actually sent a lot of our best people to different churches. So like Wallyford, the living room in Wallyford, sent a lot of people there. Sent anyone to Nidri? We haven't, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. Yeah. But it does change the way you, you yeah, do Yeah, yeah, no, I can imagine. <clears throat> so it's, it's so do you in your mind see yourself right? I've got 40% that are there, mm -hmm. then part of... Our, our strategy, if you like, is I got to make sure we have to make sure that we're equipping that 40 percent mm -hmm. to ensure they're engaging with their community and their neighbours evangelistically. Is that yeah, you... probably. Yeah. But in the same way that we'd be doing it for. For everyone, I get. No, I understand that. But yeah. if you're focus, I'm assuming your focus of the church is that community. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, you know, it, it, yeah. yeah. Rather than it's just a sort of sporadic hit anyone. Yeah. Uh -huh. Trying to, yeah, trying to equip people to be a witness in their circles, wherever they are. But yeah, no, trying to, because we want to be a, a, a light in that community. You know, we want to be a presence there. Yeah, we yeah. want to be the church. I keep saying it in the pulpit. Like, we want to be a kind of church that if we moved on, people would be like, oh, we're gutted, they're gone. Tim Keller calls them cultural defeaters. Uh -huh. I know um, theologically a few of my friends don't like that term. I find <coughs> it, it's an interesting no, term, but, but what... What, what would you say are the cultural defeaters of that community, like the, the barriers to the gospel? Uh, yeah. Apart from sinful, natural, yeah. sinful inclination, obviously. Uh -huh. Comfort. Right. Massive one. I mean, massive one for us as a, as a church. And but is what that, what's, I mean, what's stopping people coming to Jesus? You're thinking, yeah, well, people what, aren't stopping coming to Jesus because for comfort, right? Well, in your community, or rather, are they saying, "Yeah, no, I, I don't go to church because I, I like my I like comfort." My Sunday, yeah, well, I've heard that one. I like my Sunday lions. And All right. I like well, we've heard that one. That's just, yeah, really, totally. that's just laziness. <laughs> <laughs> we still have met the evening service yeah. at five thirty. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Um, 
I, so, I mean, you got your classics, like, you've got your thing and I've got my thing, and just this. Uh, but would you find that would there be sort of postmodern Darwinian sort of, you know, materialists? I'm trying to understand yeah, what the. Yeah. So, here, we're not arguing uh -huh. against the existence of God. Uh huh. The, our bigger cultural apologetic is churches for posh people. Okay. It's not for people like us. I'm yeah, trying to get. I'm trying you. to get to yeah, that. No, I get you, I get you. So we're not really having debates here with Hawkins and Dawkins mm -hmm. advocates. Yeah. You know, talking about postmodernism and the nature of truth. We're like, yeah, of course God exists. Yeah. yeah. See, we, we probably are. I think. Yeah, and that's what I'm trying yeah, to, I'm trying you, to understand. Sorry. Um, yeah, because I mean, the, the people around about you. I mean, universities on the doorstep. It's yeah, yeah, an yeah. academic world around there. People are in professional jobs. Um, yeah. High up in professional jobs. Um, I mean that is a it's a big one how you, mm. especially the whole, and just in the culture, the, particularly in the city centre that you're in, of the taboo subjects you don't want to go near, or the inclusivity language it's there, or you know everybody's right and entitled, and there's there's truth in all these things, but <clears throat> we find we find that one now and you know time and time again is just it, it's just this middle class narrative that that we everybody kind of buys into, that everyone's right and everyone's, you know, as long as it, it doesn't offend anyone or affect anyone, then you can kind of, mm. everybody's kind of right. And so nobody really wants to But But do you, would, do you put events on? I'm trying to get to how do you reach out? Do you like well, we tried, I mean, Christianity I remember, explore type thing? Yeah, so, I mean, years ago, I remember reading Ray Evans' Ready, Steady, Grow, which yeah. is a good book, and it was quite timely, actually. But he's got the whole three-pronged come and see, go and tell, go and serve thing. Yeah, hang on a minute. How long have we been going, John? Half an hour. All right, we'll, we'll wrap it up in a minute. Keep going, sorry. Yeah. So uh, we would try and take those three things and do it that way. So we try and... <clears throat> we've got our, our food bank that we run um, as our kind of... Yeah. <laughs> what, you feed poor people? You know how we feel about that. I know how feel about that. Uh, I've been going for the last three years, dressed up, <laughs> taking food back to Nidri. You realise we we, we're not against food banks, right? No, I get it. Okay. I've been in Portobrook long enough, I remember that. I remember you did a lecture at ETS for that as well, and I asked you. Remember that? I, I told you, mate, I remember. You remember weird, weird stuff. I do. Right, that, and then we would do Come and See. So we'd put on events like Christianity Explored, yeah. um, we would do some like apologetic nights in Costa, which is around the corner because we're there all the time. Yeah. So we just finished them. I know a lot of churches would do that, and they're actually quite successful. Some of my friends in the south of England who do that. Yeah, a few good turnout, a few unbelievers. Yeah. My sense is it's probably run its course. It's um, had, its, had its day. Yeah, I think so. Um, Christianity explored. How has that gone for you? Again, probably similar. Uh, I I think what I observe is people are much more likely to invite somebody to church than they are to a course or something like that because it's, mm. I think it's just there's a bit of a buzz at church there's things going on there's people you'll meet people like you there probably just because we've got the whole mm. diversity thing um, and so they're much more likely to invite somebody to mm. church than they are to a, a, a night when there's 20 of you in Costa mm. and you're the only non-Christian what, what, what would you say about us would that be true for us yeah I mean we don't usually as the first put or call invite people to church but yeah, people do come along when you invite them uh, but oh. we've got something on Friday night um, which is called Progressing Pilgrims, which is like a middle way, middle stop between the cafe and church, mm. um, which yep. is a bit more comfortable for people <clears throat> to ask questions and they go through the Bible in a kind of simple way. So mm. that's and very, very interactive. Very yeah. interactive. So that's been quite good for 
not blue is the best place is just the cafe we've got the cafe yeah that's a great, yeah. great thing. So we do in. we don't we don't tend to run courses uh -huh. although we have run studies i mean you would say wednesday nights it's not a course is it it's mm. just basically we sit if someone's interested in studying the bible we'll go we'll take them through a yeah, yeah. course like strange on the road to this fascinating with your guy a mm -hmm. lot of, this works for us but you couldn't transport this model to your yeah, community because yeah. everyone's <laughs> We're all working, so I'm just fascinated at how it works. Another two things probably would be because we've got Brunswick Primary in our doorstep and Borough Muir was on our doorstep as well, and it's moved just down the road. Um, you know, Peter Youth Workers looking at after school clubs. Um, we've got uh, Baby and Toddler really successfully up and running. Um, yeah. We have, he runs a, a Friday Fun Zone, he calls it, which is like um, just a kind of uh, P1 to P7. Ish, I know it's quite a diverse range, but somewhere in there at a youth club on a Friday night, which they come along to. So there's a lot of kids in this area. So Pete's doing a lot of a lot of good stuff there. Who's um, that, Pete? Pete Irvin, Caesar Youth Worker. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's a lot of good. We've seen a lot of a lot of fruit from that actually, and a lot of connections made. So a lot of these things are bridge building events as well. Just to, so one of the I was telling you about the baptisms earlier. One of the ladies who came to faith and was baptized. Her initial contact was through the baby and toddler group, oh, nice. and just yeah. knowing that that was it, and even just stepping inside the church and being familiar with the church, which meant in a year's time, when or whenever it was, when she wanted to come, when she was looking for a church, mm -hmm. she'd already been in our building, so she kind of naturally came mm. came there. And what about immigration and sort of influx of internationals that have mm -hmm. happened in Scotland, particularly in the last decade? Do you uh -huh. get a lot of them coming to your church? Yeah, Is yeah. an area where there would be a lot of. Yeah, a lot of different nationalities. So it's good. So in Easter, in um, Easter Sunday, so we were talking about the Great Commission, and yeah. the question was, like, has it worked? And it was good. I remember just just getting people to shout out where they were from. You know, just tons and tons of nationalities, which is great. Now how but are you reaching there? Because we we find that a struggle, right, Andy? Mm -hmm. So we have um, for one example. So there's there's a guy in the, in the church who's works for Latin Link, yeah, and he runs a Spanish Bible study as a way of doing that. Um, I would love to do a lot more. So things like English classes and, you know. We just tried various things here, right, with sort mm -hmm. of limited success. We've yeah. seen what, a few people come to faith, but. Yeah, what we find, though, is that the turnover's really increasingly uh, getting bigger yeah. at Brunsfield. Just people come for. They settle for a bit. Yeah. And then bang, they're gone, aren't they? So some people just come first year uni, and in three years they're gone. That's, that's right. natural. But yeah. a lot of people come for work in IT or, you know, and it's just natural. Oh, no, I'm talking about like asylum seekers as we get here and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay, so that's maybe a bit, a mm -hmm. bit different, but um, mm -hmm. but it does affect the way that you you do things. We, we just notice the turnover is a lot bigger than it, mm -hmm. it maybe once was. So quite, I think it's just the nature of the area. It's quite transient. Yeah. Lack, I mean, it's just changing around it, isn't it, constantly? Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. These yeah. new builds. Yeah. So we're trying to put a strategy together to better reach... Um, some international people in the community. Mm -hmm. There's a few mistakes that we've made in the last few years that we try to learn from and hopefully gonna. But I think also what happens is sometimes I noticed this before a few years ago, there was a big group from some Middle Eastern country, a lot of mm -hmm. guys around, they'd come in for the cafe and they were just, they were doing something in the business part. I think they must've been doing, they initially got there, I think they were doing this sort of language learning or culture something like you know mm -hmm. in the uk they, they do some course with them it's like yeah. six mm -hmm. weeks and then they're just all gone mm -hmm. and so you're like it, it just these they seem don't they just mm -hmm. to constantly stay for a bit and then bang they're away yeah okay so, so that's just one great thing 
So with the Church of the Brethren Heritage, one of the, the wonderful bits of DNA that was there that, are, that both John and I have been able to kind of piggyback on is the desire for outreach and mission. Um, it's not something that we've had to teach people or, um, to be honest, it, it's part of the DNA of a, Good. a Church of Brethren Heritage. Mm -hmm. So that's so really keen to support global mission, like in, a lot of missionaries that we support. Um, sending people now, which is great, probably for short-term stuff, but still enthusing a church for short-term mission but a lot of yeah and no, a lot of um i don't know how we just better reach the local local community yeah someone just praying and seeking lord how we do it like it's trial and error right right yeah John, no it is i'm gonna end it janko appreciate that see that wasn't that bad i was actually well behaved do you think i was well behaved andy I mean, I could go for a few minutes. <laughs> yeah. Andy's just quiet because he knows I had all these books in my head to give you as well. Did you? Go on, give us a lift. Give us a lift then. then. You're still running. Um, give, give us your wife. Whole Christ. Whole Christ. Ferguson. Great book. Yeah. Um, uh, Christopher Ashe's wee commentary, or big commentary on Job. It's a great good one if you've read that. And where was, like, look, you know the good book, good book company have got those little yeah. questions there. I almost find them quite good. What about, have you heard of Church in Hard Places? Uh -huh. That's a good book. You was in that book. You wrote about him, didn't you? <laughs> little little man bag. Satchel, yeah. You know, we've just produced a new ten-part series of oh, books. What? I think I've seen with nine marks. First Is that step series. Andy's written one. Primary. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. They'll be. They'll all be out in the next. Sharon. Yeah. By by T four G twenty twenty, all ten will be out. Mm -hmm. So there's four out already. And you're coming okay. to T four G this time, aren't you? <laughs> you can. You can <laughs> we get permission, we get permission from his wife to come. <laughs> well, it's not, I just, I just don't like being away from home. Generally, that's it. That's it. <laughs> like Scottish football team. Well, I just don't like can he be like, away from yeah, home? Yeah, they can't be like, <laughs> away from home. We're, we're gonna kidnap him, take him out. Right. <laughs> you, uh, what about? Um, is that still rolling? Are we? Yeah, yeah, he'll roll yeah, it. Okay. This is unofficial. Yeah, we, we, we don't edit it. Outtakes. Um, that's oh, why I couldn't go to that what's, thing, really. what's that? Um, <laughs> It's the book, something pasta, the something pasta, I can't remember. Something pasta? Something about something or other. Reform pasta? No, on count, peacemaking pasta. Have you read that? No, I've not. Is that a book? That's an I can't remember, that's an interesting book. I haven't read that. The Andrew Davies book that I always get the guys to read. Mm. Remember what that's called? Not off the top of my head now. Anyway. Yeah, I, I, I tend to give my planting guys 12 books a year. Mm -hmm. Over two years, mm -hmm. so I can't remember half their names now. <laughs> yeah, tell me the one I just finished. I'm just about to go on holiday, so I've got about five or six stacked up to. Have you read Lehman's big one? Uh, surprising offence of God's love. Uh, I've got it to read. You know, you buy those books, you just yeah, put it on yourself. You honestly, ought to read it. Yeah, holiday reading. <laughs> honestly, <laughs> you'd be surprised. Uh -huh. It is a really yeah. good book. Yeah. Go for it. I liked his, um, was it The Compelling Community he wrote? Yeah, that was no, Deva, Deva Dunlop, Jamie yeah. Dunlop. I thought that was a, that was quite... They've um, got a new book out on um, church budgets. And you, uh, right, that's what my reaction was. And, um, it's good, I don't it. know how the reaction It's was. a good, no, you're just like, yeah. uh, isn't it a good book? Very helpful, yeah, yeah. You're just reading good. it, I'm thinking, we had to uh, read it, we had, we had to read it, I was it out there treasurer. recently, and I'm like, um, Very I'm not reading a book on church, but... They're pushing it now. And yeah. then you read it, I'm like, actually, this <coughs> is a really, really helpful book. Um, 
Christopher Ashes Real Without Burnout is one I read recently. Yeah. I've read that about three or four times, but I had to do it again for ETFs. I didn't really like it. Well, I I thought it was fine. I thought it was Not good. Not anything but wrong with it. I no, just no, said no, it was good. You were recommending you. I did. Just... I did recommend it. <laughs> um, but I thought, do you know, I genuinely I was convicted though as I read it. I was like, as I was reading the symptoms of different people's burnouts, I was like, I'm doing that, I'm doing that, I'm doing that. Uh, but if you'd asked me, are you close to the burnout? Are you anywhere near it? Or I would have would have laughed at you but it just made me realise that the pace I was trying to run at was Look, I don't think you're doing it right unless you're on the edge of a nervous breakdown that's just my opinion With these conversations we're trying to expose some of the issues we experience in our ministries we hope that with honest and frank conversations we can begin to open up on some of the hard realities of church planting and revitalisation in schemes and council estates around the UK, in fact, even around the world. In this spirit, these conversations will be published completely uncut.